It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. On this week's show, we're at the Elvery's season launch for the Connacht Rugby team. William Davis caught up with a couple of key men at the launch, including Connacht's new captain, Jared Butler, as well as Connacht's backs coach, Nigel Carolyn. On our panel this week, Dave Finn and Niall Shield. Alan Deegan will be your host, and we're going to hear from our new sponsors, the Connacht Rugby Supporters Club, as well, along the way. But let's start with Connacht's new captain, Jared Butler, talking to William Davis. So when did you find out that uh, you were going to be getting this uh, position? Yeah, um, Friendy spoke to me over in France there after the, the first trial game against Brief. So the next morning, he kind of dropped the, the news to me. It kind of helps with the recovery. You feel pretty good after that. So, um, yeah, he kind of let me know that you'd be captaining the side. And, uh, yeah, all pretty good news. And what does it mean to you? It's a massive honour um, to become captain of a proud club like Connacht Rugby, you know what I mean? And um, also humbling uh, to have kind of the players and the staff kind of put their trust in you as well to, to lead them. So you know, also a little bit of pressure as well, you know, there's some big boosts to fill, but um, I'm looking forward to kind of the task. And how do you, how do you see it working? Is it, you're obviously cap- captain on the field, but there's, there's also responsibilities off the field in, in, the, in the dressing room area and in, in, in training. It's, it's an all-enveloping role. Yeah, exactly right. But, you know, like I've kind of touched on, we've got a lot of leaders in our group and we've got a lot of experience in our group, you know. And um, I'm not going to claim that I know everything about everything when it comes to rugby. So you know, when we're talking about scrums, we've got guys like Tom McCartney, Dennis Buckley. If we're talking about back stuff, we've got Tien and O'Halloran. And, you know, when I look to those guys to kind of take the reins there and I can just lead where I feel like I can, I can give the best input. But, um, you know, like I said, we've got a strong leadership group and together I think we're going to do a good job. And one of the big responsibilities for captains now is talking to and dealing with uh, the referee and his interpretations and, and, dare I say, it, getting on the right side of him or at least opening up a, a dialogue. Yeah, I guess that's going to be my, my biggest thing to work on. I think coming into the, the first round is just kind of you know, building relationships, just learning some stuff about talking to referees because you know, it is becoming a more important part of the game and you don't want to get on the wrong side of the ref. So, um, you know, managing that's going to be my first learning, I guess. And, um, you know, but I spoke to Mo just yesterday. Kind of, he's congratulating me. And I said, mate, prepare for some texts in regards to advice and things like that. So, you know, I'll kind of chew his ear off where I can. And um, I'm sure he'll oblige and pick up things fast. And when you step up to be captain, um, you're one of the guys, but you're... You have to be maybe, do you have to feel that you have to make a slight distance with them? Obviously not in terms of what you're doing on the field, but does the leadership role maybe just change your approach in dealing with people? Oh, not really. Like we've, we've worked hard for the last few weeks on kind of rebranding like our standards within the group, and I think we're trying to get to a point where it's kind of self-managed and guys kind of understand that you know, if we want to be the best team, that these things kind of... You can't be accepting things like that. So everyone kind of takes on that role, a little bit of leadership in regards to that and accountability and, you know, being able to put account on other people as well. So I don't think I'm going to have to kind of distance myself and kind of be bossy or anything like that. I don't want to be like that at all. Um, I think it's going to be a, a point where, you know, everyone on the team feels like they can they can stand up because they want the team to be the best that it can be. And the, the season ahead, I mean, it, it, it seems to have come around fairly quickly, although there's, there's, there's been a, f- uh, a fair gap. Generally, is there a good feel around the camp? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the last four weeks we've worked really hard and um, 
there's a good buzz amongst the team. And um, you know, that first game in Breve last week, we kind of got the ball rolling as far as how we wanted to play in pretty tough conditions as far as the heat and the field and everything like that. So we're looking forward to playing in Athlone at home and having some home support and you know showing them what we've done for the last four, four five, six weeks, you know. And um, I think from talking to the people upstairs there, they can kind of sense that buzz as well. So hopefully we can put it on the pitch and, and show them what we've done. Well, you've also got a few minutes with backs coach Nigel Carolyn, who gave us his thoughts on the new captain and on why the pre-season matches are so important. Nigel Carolyn joining me here at the Connacht season ticket holders event, and uh, we've just had the announcement of the new captain, Jared Butler. So uh, how would how has that decision gone down with the management? I'm sure they're all quite pleased. Um, obviously, big boots to to, to fill in, in when Chad Muldoon, uh, you know, left the club at the at the end of the season and. He's obviously been in in situ since since the start of time, but uh, Jared was you know as a natural choice, um, a very democratically elected. Um, you know, the lads went through their you know kind of a cultural process where they, you know they they, they sort of agreed what are the behaviours that are accepted and and uh, and and then they put the the people to it and say who represents these the best and um, out of the, that group, you know Jared is one of those guys who just rose to the surface and um, you know I think everybody players coaches and, and now hopefully our fans will be delighted with the choice and looking forward now to Saturday this uh, match in Athlone at Dewberry Park 3 o'clock against Wasps how are you setting that game up in terms of how many substitutes are you going to use what sort of squad size is it yeah well we 35 in brief last week and um, I suppose what, when you have so many numbers and you're trying to get a look at guys it, it, can, it can upset sort of the momentum of the game where you want to you, you know, you want to get into a rhythm and you want to see how the team can flow over an extended period of time. But, um, so, th- you know, in some cases, the last day was a little bit stop-starty from that side of things. So, look, we hope to bring 26 players to, to Athlone on Saturday. And, um, you know, so some of the guys who, who start that game, they get a little bit more, maybe about uh, 50 minutes, um, with the, you know, the, the, the other 10 or, or whatever is left then to be able to, to pick up the pieces then at the end. And... Um, Specifically, what what do you look for in this type of game? I mean, they they used to be when I remember watching them see, ten years ago, they were they were very hard to get a, an understanding of what was expected. But I assume now that these are very important for players, especially maybe some fringe players. They've really they've got to grab their opportunity. Very much so. Um, last week in Brieve, I think we we went two scores down, and I think that was you know the, the difference when you're you know one team that's a little bit more battle hardened than the other side. Um, you know, as our first hit out, and uh, you know, against a brief team, it was extremely physical. Um, and even from that side of things, to, you know, to have to have covered that, uh, even in itself, is is a huge asset to us as a group because it's so important that we're able to back that up week in week out in the in the competition that we play. Um, you know, this week again, it, it, we've been training really hard over the you know since the the lads came back at the the start of July, and I think it's just trying to implement some of the the systems that we're trying to instill and trying to put into place. Uh, from both an attack and a defensive per- perspective, you know, looking at some of our set piece and our strikes, and, and seeing if we can, you know, um, test the water with those, and making sure that they're going to stand us, um, you know, they're going to stand the test when we get into the competition. There's no easy way to put this. If you weren't here, 
no, you won't believe the, some of the things that went like that. It was a really good, positive vibe. I think it was the, the players seemed to be having the crack. The fans enjoyed themselves. You know, it's just a good, positive vibe, and it culminated with the announcement of Jared. I think I think ninety nine percent of people would have would, would have predicted that. No real surprise, but very positive. Just a very a bit of crack, a bit of a fun evening, and just a positive vibe and, and an announcement that everybody seems to will get will rally behind. I believe. I think so. What did you think, Packy? Oh yeah, agree with Dave. So some good, good crack there. No, it was funny. I'm sure it'll be it'll be shown over the over the next week or so to anybody who wasn't here. But, uh, so I wouldn't, spo- I wouldn't spoil anything for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the like Dave was saying there, Jared Butler. Uh, not so much an inspired choice, but I think it's the inspe- expected one. Speaks very well, acts very well. Um, yeah, I think he'd, I think it'd be a good choice. So what you know, we, we we've got a few new players in this year. Um, Everyone's excited. Who are you who are you most excited about of the the new guys that have come in? Of the new guys, mm. um, probably Robin Copeland. To be honest, um, uh, Godwin is a very good player. Uh, Horowitz is a, is a bit of an unknown quantity. Mm. Horowitz is very you know, it's hard to see much of footage of him really. You know, but um, of the new guys, Robin Copeland and uh, of our old guard that was there, I'm expecting a massive year from Gavin Thornbury. I think this year he's one that could head into the stratosphere. He's been up in Ireland camp. Mm-hmm. Um, now eight or nine players are up there, so um, it bodes well. Like it bodes well, but I think he's going to. I think he's going to take off. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him kick on this year. What about you, Dave? What what new players are exciting you? I think Packy's pretty much uh, agree with Packy on all the players. I'd like to see what uh, Fine does. I think he's going to be exciting because I mean he's a pure he's a pure seven. Uh, Jared. You know he's going to need rest, and the fact that we've always rested our sevens because they've been injured rather than we've rested them, that's going to be good. So good to have two sevens. Um, another player I'd like to see, I'd like to see Seymour Reese, just to see what he's like. I mean, is he? He could be anything. He could be an absolute spectacular low budget signing, or it could not work. But I think it's it's worth the gamble to see. Um, of the old guard, I think I think this year Tommy Farrell is really going to is really going to press a lot of the Ireland seniors will be taken out of the squads as we've heard this week for for the World Cup and this is someone like Tom who's not who's on the fringes knocking on the door. Um, he's someone who's shown he can do it at this level and can probably do it at the next level. A lot of the guys that are going to come in the Urban Provinces are going to be are going to be trying to feel their way in. He's had that one and a half seasons with Connacht to show that he's, he's of the level. And I think like Thornbury, I, I totally agree with Packy on Thornbury. I think he's going to he's going to make an squad. I think I think this year. Tom Farrell will push into the Ireland squad. Excellent, that's all good news. And of course, the, the other thing, this is, I assume, you're the first time you guys have heard or seen of our new coach, Andy Friend. Yeah, I've just I've seen him knocking around. Um, but uh, from chatting people that I know, he's uh, he's put it, he's made a huge impression on everybody, on players. A um, couple of things with the players in the last week, just uh, just fantastic things from a head coach that have never. I believe they've ne- you know they've never had a head coach that's um, that's acted like he's acted. So they're they're really looking forward to. If for no- nothing else, it looks like he's the sort of guy that uh, players are going to you know we should say run through brick walls for. Mm-hmm. But no, I think he's um, these guys. He just you know seems to know how to speak the language and stuff like that. Like the the crack they organised up there. Was <laughs> yeah, he, he seems like he comes across as a very good communicator. Oh, fantastic! I mean, it's, it's little things he's done. I mean, he's. He's gone on Twitter and he's texted that he, he he was part of the crowd that got stuck in the traffic on the way to the Clare game. Uh, he has been to football matches. He's, he's, he's been to all the hurling matches. He's, I don't think it's a sporting event he hasn't been at. And he's still made the game. It's, it's a different vibe. I mean, in paper, on paper, we seem to 
what has actually changed in terms of if you just look at the paper, we've changed our coach and we've changed our number eight and we've brought in a, a, a centre because one of our main centres is going to be at the World Cup and we've brought in an, a backup at ten. On paper, it doesn't look like a hell of a lot, but it feels so much different. And I mean, this is not to denigrate anything that was involved with last year and play, people who've moved on, but it just feels different. And it, got, it comes from a fountainhead. And just having this being my first encounter with Andy Friend in the flesh, he, I mean, you do have to see what happened tonight, folks, if you haven't seen it, but it all, he, he led us. And I think he just comes across as a decent bloke. And I think that is really good. And if, if Packy's right, the guys are already saying that they're, 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 he's doing things that make them feel special. That's positive. I mean, we, 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 may, we may win loads of things, we may win nothing. But just the vibe, the vibe is completely different and it's very positive. And we do need a positive vibe because it's a heck of a start to the season we've got. You know, they, like even Connacht are, are calling it the, the, you know, the, sea, or the, the month of champions because we're playing... Leinster, Glasgow, and Scarlets. So you're looking at it, and then away to Edinburgh, who, which will be their first home game, so, um, with Zebra thrown in the middle of it. So it, you know it's going to be it's going to be a massively difficult start. Yeah, that's true, but it's it's what it's the month of champions. That's the and Connacht were champions a few a few years ago. So, um, but listen, they're they're going to embrace it. Sure, what better than you know playing against the best? So um, I mean, why else would you play? So they. Um, Oh yeah, they all look like they're looking forward to it, and they've said they're all looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, bring it on. And you, you're not worried that we could end up with a, you know, we're all excited now, but at the end of September we might have be lucky to have one win under our belt. No, because we won't. Simple as. Uh, you've got to go out there believing you're going to win all those games. There's no logical reason why why we should win all four games because we didn't win those four games last year. I mean, if you if you look at it logically, we lost to all those teams, um, but. The last time Leicester came down here, they got hammered off the pitch. So we've nothing to fear from these teams. We have beaten them all in the past. Yeah, last season things didn't go quite according to plan, but we can. We know we can beat Glasgow in in in, in Galway because we have done. We know we can beat Zebra in in in, in Galway in both great conditions and bad conditions, um, because we have done. We know we can beat the Scarlets. We know we can beat Leinster. We know we can beat all these teams. On the other hand, that doesn't mean to say we can get carried away because we didn't beat we didn't beat. Uh, I think the only one of them we actually bet last season was Leinster here. Mm. Uh, we, you know, we can't be complacent. We can't be overcarried away. This is fantastic. The vibe is enough to carry us through. It's got to be. It's got to. Positivity off the pitch must be needs to be balanced with positivity on the pitch. Last weekend was great. It's a good sign. We, I think the most impressive thing that uh, that Andy Friend said today was, it was great to get the win in 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 Brief because. If we're not there, if we're there, if we're not there to win, why are we there? And I think that's basically what I've been saying for the last two years. And now it's great to see a coach is, is thinking, is saying the same things publicly, mm. and that's good. But we have to back it up. And I don't see we could have five wins, we could have five defeats. But I'm backing more wins than defeats. That's great to see he's taking you as an inspiration, Dave. <laughs> it's about time to. That's all it is. Well, yeah, because you know, even in the fact that they, they they did have a bit of fun, they had their away trip, and, and apparently they put the four teams. And Andy Friend says, and, and we made it competitive. And, you know, even though they were having great fun, it was highly competitive as well. And you could see that running right through the squad. So it, it certainly is going to be a, an interesting start to the season. It will, yeah, it will, yeah. But I don't know, I reckon this, you know, this is, this is going to be going, you know, going for a building for a couple of years. Uh, you know, it's not going to... I don't think Connacht would geez, I'd be very surprised if Connacht win the Pro 14 this year, you know. The, Certainly, you'd be trying to. You try to win every game, but um, just to see it building, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, add more players to the squad over the next couple of years. A couple of guys will leave, 
that's the thing a couple of guys go to the end of the so just hope we what I'd like to see is a bit of continuity going from now and building all the time because uh, we've had it feels like we've been in flux for the last two seasons so yeah, yeah really well, truly yeah uh, that's the feeling even after the winning season there was no real kind of signings made it was kind of like limbo and then you know that's just the way that's just the way it was but just I'd look I'd look forward to seeing uh, just building on it um, building the season adding to the squad um, adding to everything else so Currently, we put a lot of time and effort into creating the podcast, but it also costs a bit of money. And we are delighted that the official Connacht Supporters Club have decided to help us keep the podcast going by sponsoring us this season. Let's hear from the club spokesman Shane Mulryan on how being part of the Connacht Supporters Club can enhance a Connacht fan's enjoyment of supporting the team. Okay, I've got Shane Mulryan from the official Connacht Supporters Club, the Connacht Clan, who are kindly sponsoring the podcast this year. That's great stuff, Shane. Thanks for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks very much for having me on the show. Big fan, so um, looking forward to this new upcoming season. Yeah, really looking forward to it. So what, you know, what, as you're supporting us, what, what can people get from the clan? Like, how much does it cost to join? Where do they go? What do they get for their money? Well, well, I always say we get bang for the buck in the Connacht clan because it's only €10 Euro to join for the year. Uh, it's on the ConnachtClan.com. Uh, we're on Twitter and Facebook as well, so we're, we're, we're out there, as the man says. But what we get... Um, in the Connacht clan is you'll you'll get a Murtis uh, card who are a big sponsor of the clan um, and for that you get 20% off your your food and then if you become a regular you will build points so it's it's a nice it's a nice thing to have um, game day at least you get a nice meal and 20% off there's little bits and bobs you get as well um, you get like magnets and uh, the pin badges but most importantly on our, our forum uh, for away trips you will um, be able to discuss with like-minded Connacht fans uh, on where to go, what to see and more importantly where you, which pub you're going to meet up for on an away trip the more more fans you have in away days the more fun it is. Exactly, exactly and I'm a big fan of Murtis as a, as a celiac they, they do gluten free food which is fantastic for someone like me um, but it's also like it, it's it's family friendly as well We do yes, it's, it's not just the, the adults and everything, said we, we have junior members as well and um, we're trying to incorporate into our gift packs as well for members, for, for juniors as well so little stickers and what have you for, for the kids, we're, we're trying on all aspects not just to have one demographic of just over 18s, we want well, everyone because I said the more we have the better it is for everyone. And I said, if we can get families involved and everything, well, that's, that's, that's even better. It certainly is. Well, we'll be talking about various events you're going to have throughout the season. We'll be letting people know on the podcast. And um, we're looking forward to the great support that you'll hear on the, on the podcast and on the radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said it's, um, we have a few uh, things in the pipeline, shall we say. And again, uh, thanks very much for plugging us again because we have uh, a lot of our, our actual clan members, our big uh, listeners of the actual show, the podcast. Um, and it's nice to have an actual Connacht podcast just for Connacht. It's good, good to be on, and thanks very much for having us. So, any other business? Paggy? No? Yeah, um, personally, I'm loving the new Connacht uh, crest that's on the jerseys. <laughs> Dave, Dave, I don't know what you think, but I, I think, think it's... it's I think it really, it's really highlighted. I love the green. I think the green is fantastic, and it's great that you can really, really, really see the crest. Bit, bit, really good. It's really a bit good. white. It's a bit white because you know I know I don't know if people realise, but the the goalposts have been painted. They have it looks been like painted. They painted the jerseys as well. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they used extra paint and put it on the logo as well. But the, so the new logo has been whitewashed at the same time as the as the goalposts. So 
Yeah, yeah, I've lost one any other business, but I've, I think I've gained another. <laughs> okay, yeah, but on a slightly down note of any other business, it's terrible to see um, poor Etienne Renica still in hospital after um, blood clot has, has you know, put him in very critical condition, although I believe he's, he's come out of it now. Oh, it's terrible. A young man, only 36 years of age, a family, moved back uh, to South Africa after leaving Connacht. Bit of a character, um, you know, popular with the players, popular with the fans, young family. Um, all we can do is wish him all the best, send us, send his family our thoughts and uh, hope that everybody who remembers him playing in the green of Connacht uh, does the same, um, irrespective of whether he was a Connacht player or not. This is a young man with a family, 36 years of age, and it's just, it's just terrible. It's just terrible. It is. It's very sad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I suppose our thoughts with his family and everybody, everybody that knows him down there. Just um, shocking. I know he was well liked up here. The, you know, the he was a real character. I met him a few times up in Galwegians, and he was—he had a real buzz about him. He really had so much energy every time he went out training or coaching with him. The energy he had was was amazing. So, hopefully, we'll um, we'll hear good news over the next few days, and and he'll he'll bounce back. Um, not a little bit of any other business. Um, it was sad to see Sam Warburton having to retire. You know, 29 years of age. You know, Lions captain. And having to retire, that's, um, it's terrible to see a young man like that, you know, not being able to play anymore. That's true. It's happening more and more. Um, it's happening more and more, and it'll continue to happen. I mean, um, just with the, game, with the way the game is played now. Um, so, uh, sad for him. But it looks like he's going into the media in a big way. So, um, yeah, best of luck to him. Best of luck to him for now on. Indeed, we will see him. I think he's on Premier Sports. I think they've got him um, for their one of their, their analysts. And then the only other little bit of news we have is the the fact that there's a new Celtic Cup. It's been rumoured for about six months now, and it is very much... It, it's, it's Celtic Cup is a little bit of an, an over-result because there's no Scottish teams involved, and I think eventually they'll get brought in. Uh, it's effectively what's replaced the BNI Cup. Um, the Welsh, uh, the English clubs got annoyed with the Welsh clubs, and the Welsh clubs got annoyed with the, with the, with the English clubs, and the Irish clubs just went, well, can we play a game, tournament? So we've got a... Basically, it's, a over, it's six weeks over the course of September, October. It's to be played... Uh, technically, you're in four conferences. The four Welsh teams are in their own conference, and uh, the Irish clubs are in their conference. You play play six games. Um, I need to. I haven't quite worked out exactly how it works out, but we're playing we're playing games. We're playing two games here. It's great to see a game go out to Corinthian Park. Uh, I think it's absolutely fabulous. Great work being done out there. Fantastic facilities. First match I ever saw in Galway was in Corinthians, and I've had a great time for them. Um, I've also had a great. To be fair, to balance it out, Cold Regions have also been very nice to me when I've gone out there. I, I bear. I, I, I sit very much in the middle and the neutral in that one. Um, and there'll be a, the final game we played in the sports ground. The only issue with the Corinthians game is I. I know myself and, and yourself, Alan, agree on this. 3 p.m. on a Friday is not a good time for a lot of people for a game. Hopefully, they might adjust that. Then, if they make it later, even five o'clock, just for Corinthians situated in the middle of traffic, that's going to be a bit of a nightmare. But as I say, the principle of playing a game in Corinthians, I think, is fantastic. The more games, especially underage games and uh, women's games, played out there, fantastic. But 3 p.m. on a Friday, lads, and of course, uh, you're raging about the game down in Cork. Yeah, yeah, quarter past five on a Friday in, in Cork is not going to be manageable. And neither will, unfortunately, I don't think I'll be able to make it down to the women's game that's going to be played down in Cork. So they play their three inter pros at the start of the season. We should be able to get to cover both the home games because they're played, one's played on the Sunday after the no, Zebra game and the other one is played on the Saturday after the away game in Edinburgh. So we should be able to cover the, the women's game, which will be good news. That first six weeks in, in, in terms of about beginnings from the first of September through to about mid October. It's just mental. I mean there is we got four we got at least four four senior games. We got t- at least two 
Eagles games and we got two women's I mean that is a lot of rugby that's a lot of bang for your buck uh, maybe it's, you could argue it's a bit top heavy but I'll, I'll complain about that in, Jan, in, in February and March when there's not as much games but for September if you're a rugby fan in Connacht it's, it's, just, it's just unbelievably good and that's even before we start thinking about the club games and of course the club games got five clubs in mm-hmm. there now that Ballina have joined us so yeah super amount of rugby to be played in in, in, uh, in September can't, as someone who doesn't like watching too much rugby I tell you I can't wait to see all these live games yeah that's true that's going to be great it's going to be great uh, it's nice for the kind of senior league to get another you know when Sligo come in and then uh, for Ballina now just to get involved like Sligo had a great time last year hope it gets the platform and uh, the respect it deserves um, you know it was Halfway through uh, one of the games last year, and we, you know, we found out that Sligo had won the senior league. It was the first time in God knows, I can't remember. Like, mm-hmm. it just uh, be nice to see it get a bit more. So hopefully, with the new media club and community media officer that's coming into Connacht, um, they'll push uh, push more and more of the club game to the forefront. Because you know we all follow Connacht rugby, but it's nice to follow rugby in Connacht as well. So yeah, Connacht is the is the pinnacle of the game, but you know they have to be fed from from down below, and the clubs have been doing great work from minis all the way up through the clubs into the senior senior level so I think we'll leave it there I think this has been a good start to the season we'll be back again next week um, with a podcast William and myself are travelling to Glasgow to go to the Pro 14 launch but in the meantime we'll be up in Junket Junket City <laughs> Junket I'm going to be travelling more or less for 24 hours I believe at 2 o'clock in the morning arriving home at 2 o'clock in the morning Junket um, but yeah we've got the game on Saturday in Athlone so yeah, we might see well, some people there. Park. Never been there. Hot bed of rugby over there, Dave. I believe they play many sports in that loan. Um, some of them better than others. Rugby definitely better than soccer, I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it there. Cheers, folks. <laughs> <laughs>